Hello, everybody. Welcome back to All of the Business. Hope you've been well. How you been, my friend? How's everything going with you? Everything's fine. It's been a long time. It has been a long time, you know. I wonder uh, if our listeners thought we have been uh, deceased or something. <laughs> well, nobody asked about it, so I guess... That's pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> no one has any concern for us whatsoever. Whatsoever. You know, but oh. screw them. We're going to do another one anyway, whether yeah, they like it or not. Yeah. We're back, you poor best. <laughs> anyway, we have a lot to talk about, and I think the topic for today is going to be business travel. You know, travel on behalf of the company, whether it's to another site office or to a client's office or to a conference. You know, I've done a lot of traveling. Have you done a lot of traveling? Uh, yes, actually, I have. I have, yeah. you know, conferences, a few trips to, uh, you know, look at other banks or things and like, yeah, I guess I have. There's you a whole liked it. Did you like it? No. It, conferences you mentioned, that that was supposed to be like a kind of a perk. Like I went to about a half a dozen software conferences. I went to Florida. I went to uh, Nashville, New Orleans, San Francisco, London. I went to a lot of cool cities. And once I was there, it was okay. But I really didn't like being away from home and I certainly didn't like traveling. For some reason, they always sent me on coach. Yes, me too. Right? I could never get business class for some reason. Yeah, because yeah, we were too low on the totem pole. And some of those flights, you know, the flight to San Francisco was six hours. The flight to London was eight hours. And I'm, there I am on coach. And I always, always get the one who has to put the seat back all the way in front of me. Six hours with my knees pressed against my chin because uh, – some jerk in front of me had to have the seat back, you know. And you can't say anything; it's their right to do it. But well, I I was lucky when I went to I went to London as well, and I was the first time I went. This is what kind of short the nut I am. There was a bomb scare, <laughs> and they announced that the flight was being not canceled but delayed because they were checking all the luggage. So now I don't really sleep on planes as it is. So for some reason, I thought staying up all night on the plane would help me prevent being blown up, or that I would at least know it's I'm the first one to know I got blown up. <laughs> so it was the most uncomfortable flight I've ever taken. So I was up all night worrying about being blown up, like that was going to help. Me staying up was going to prevent the bomb from going off. <laughs> I don't know about you, but when I get to a hotel, I'm, I'm mechanically challenged. I can't often figure out how to turn on the water in the bathtub. That's pretty sad. It's no, they, that, that big nozzle in the middle. No, there's all different kinds of mechanisms. Do you push it? Do you, you know, I don't know what to do with it half the time. Once I was in, I think I was in Pittsburgh, and I, it took me half an hour to figure out how to turn the water on. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I went to London, right, they had no face cloths. I guess it's against their religion to give you face towels or cloths. So I decided to use one of the towels as a washcloth. But that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's yeah. like you, you're, just, you're in different environs, not what you're used to. The channels on the TV aren't the same, you know? I mean, it's just, I don't know. Well, I went to, a couple of years ago, I went to Boston, and they converted this uh, hotel from a prison. So, they, so I, when I checked in, they said, oh, you're very lucky. You're on the prison side. So when you go into your room, the, wall, the room's actually made of brick. And all I could think of is some prisoner died there. <laughs> Either that or he did some unworldly acts in there. And I was going to be possessed. So at night, 
I'm trying to sleep with all these thoughts in my head. You know, some guy named Bubba was in this room. <laughs> and I'm hearing this noise. And he's like, Ugh. I was like, what the hell's going on? So I get up in the middle of the night. I'm in my, you know, underwear, or whatever. And I'm, I put a pair of sweats on. I go out and say, where, where is this noise coming from? It was the escalator in the lobby. So not only did the room suck because I thought I was being possessed by some ex-prisoner, I get this noise. So finally, I went up and said, listen, I, I can't stay in this room. This thing is driving me nuts. I'll never sleep again. So they did move me from the prison side to the new side. I don't even know why they would tell you you were on the prison side. Like, that's no badge of honor, you know? Yeah, in this place it was. You're, you, oh, by the way, this used to be a morgue. This yeah. is the, what the hell wants <laughs> to know that? I just want you to know, Johnny killed somebody in this prison cell. What? By the way, when I was in, you talk about the noises. When I was in Pittsburgh, there was a toilet in my room that just kept flushing on its own. <laughs> that must have been the ghost. That a urinary problem. <laughs> right. I, not only did I have a ghost, but he had a bladder problem. <laughs> First, I thought it was somebody in the next room who, you know, couldn't keep it in. But then I, I went into my bathroom. And I literally saw the thing flushing all by itself. Oh, that's a st- – what, did you tell them? I told them. I, I said – and they, they sent somebody up to fix it. But, I mean, I, it took me a little while to figure out I had a self-flushing toilet. Did you ever hear of anything like that before? No. But I could see that happening to us. But, see, in my case, they would have overflowed. <laughs> And I would have, it would have been like one of those uh, scary movies when you see the water coming out of the bathroom into your bedroom. <laughs> I'm also sort of the carrier of trouble. Like when I was in London, right, we were having this big presentation in London. Uh, various consultancies were coming in to pitch us stuff. And um, we took a break. And... Uh, we were in a nice section of town, downtown, I think, and, and outside the conference room that we were in, was a wind, there was a doorway, and you could go outside to the terrace, and you could see a very nice view of the city. So I'm like, let me go check this out. So I pushed through the door, and the next thing you know, I hear these alarms going off, and the building security come up. I had kind of missed the, <laughs> the big red sign that said emergency exit only. <laughs> This was in London? In London. <laughs> Did you get molested? Were you got arrested? No. <laughs> no, I, I think the people who I was with basically said to security, just ignore him. He's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. He's American. He's an idiot. <laughs> he's American. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> Stupid and American go together. But that's the way it is. I mean, you're in a different environment. You know, your 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 head's like not quite there. You're you're easily distracted by what's going on around you so yeah yeah i'm not i don't like traveling for many reasons one of them is i don't like my routine changed yeah you know you get up a certain time you go to work whatever and but when you go with the traveling that, that that's all messed up getting up early you know four o'clock in the morning to get to to get to the airport hope your your, your taxi shows up right how scary are those guys that pick you up at four o'clock in the morning i know they either never went to sleep well, they're uh, they're just ending their shift, so this none of this could be good. And then you got to get acclimated to your environment, and of course, it's like survival of the fittest. It's like putting me in a jungle. 
the first thing is, okay, where am I going to eat? I have to have food. So you have to plan your meals. And, 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 and that, that, believe it or not, that drives me nuts. It's like, there's plenty of places you can eat. Don't worry about it. That would be yeah. the, the, you know, the normal thing to do, but not me. I have to make sure I know where I'm eating breakfast, where I'm going to eat lunch, and where I'm going to eat dinner. Otherwise, I think I'm going to die. I was in uh, Baltimore, and I like to get acclimated. I look for certain places. You know, where am I going to buy my breakfast in the morning? You know, find that local deli and so forth. So I start walking around. And I don't know if you've ever been in Baltimore, but there's only like one block in Baltimore that's safe. That's it. So, and I, and I didn't know that. So I'm walking around. I come back. And the next thing you do when you're all by yourself is you put the TV on, right? The, the news or whatever. And I found out exactly where I was walking. Two people were killed like two days prior. <laughs> what the hell kind of place is this? <laughs> and that's not exactly what they'll tell you at the concierge desk. You know, no, avoid this don't, block. Don't go north, south, east, or west. No, we have a very high murder rate in this neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I suggest you stay in the lobby for all things. When you go to these conferences and all it is really is just a lot of presentations during the day it's boring man you just go from one you know conference room to another one hall to another you sit oh. there and you listen right i mean it's very very what are you doing? look at your watch and say when is this thing going to be over yeah I, i've been to conferences where i had to participate where we did what we call booth duty and you have tables set up and you gotta try to allure customers to the booth and things like that talk to clients and things like that and the best part of the conferences was the give outs. People always have like here, you know, you know, promotional pens or cups and stuff. So in order to alleviate the boredom, I would go out around uh, the convention centers and negotiate handouts. So here, I got this. What do you have? And you always there was always one or two vendors that had like, the, you know, the airplane that's used the remote with or, uh, you know, like a special pen with a with a microphone in it or something. So I would go out and negotiate and get all these things and bring them home and give them to the kids and things like that. But that was my that was that's that was how I took care of the boredom, like when there was nobody in the convention centers, negotiate handouts. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? <laughs> and, and after like you go home, you look at this, says, What was I thinking? This is garbage. <laughs> right? This is terrible stuff. And of course, it has their name on it, their logo and so forth. So you couldn't get rid of it. Couldn't give it to another kid for a gift or something, you know. Banking is intrinsically boring, right? So how do you attract, what do you, do you have the booth babes, you know, standing there with the bikinis and the stilettos? How do you attract people to your booth? Have you seen people that work for me? <laughs> you said we wanted to attract them. That scared them away. Great. We just lost another two listeners. <laughs> no, we didn't have that approach. It's usually made mostly like signs and demos. You would always have like a computer or something and you give a demo and things like that. So, but the way I actually found very interesting to attract clients, to at least come over and talk to you, was give out candy. <laughs> so, and you had to buy good candy. You couldn't buy like that, you know, when you went to Walmart and you bought that bag for $2 and it has every piece of hard candy that you've ever imagined. You can't use that because everybody has that. You had to use brand names. You had to go in with the, you know, the good stuff, you know, like the chocolate with the nugget in it. You know, you can't be fooling around here. Okay, and I don't want to mention names. I don't want to give anybody, but uh, you know, Snickers went a long way. <laughs> Snickers and Milky Ways. You had to buy the good stuff. Okay? That's all it took, huh? 
And everybody always came, oh, I, and all, all the women would always stop by, go, oh, I love chocolate. Can't miss my chocolate. <laughs> Have a chocolate, babe. Come here. Sit here, talk to me for five minutes so it looks like I'm working. You know what's good about some of these conferences, some of these big, big companies, like, you know, like, they would always have a uh, a party after. Yes. You know, and last time I went, they actually featured uh, two comedians. And that was fun. But the one that was the best was a major, major company in the industry hosted a major middleweight fight. Tommy Hearns and Sugar Ray Leonard. And that was like the fight of the century. And they had hot dogs and beer and popcorn. It was really, really like, like wow, this is really cool, you know? Yeah. I had, uh, when I was in Nashville, they, they did a concert. They had Tanya Tucker. Remember her? Yes. And then the best one was I went to, uh, I can say the name. The, there's a big software company called Oracle. Right. They had. They typically have their conference in San Francisco. So I went out to San Francisco, and they had their big event was three concerts going on at once. Wow! In the Cow Palace, they had Billy Joel on the main stage, and then on two smaller stages, they had one Stevie Nicks and the other one Lenny wow. Kravitz. Wow! And you could walk around and go to any one of the three that you wanted. I noticed that like the the twenty something girls went to see Lenny Kravitz, and the forty something guys went to see Stevie Nicks. <laughs> I went to a, a conference. Universal Studios would shut down like three an area of the, of the of the place, and you would get to go to three rides, and they'd have food set up all over the streets, and you could buy you know eat the food and stuff, and then go each in different rides, and then. Well, that, that's what happened. When I went to Orlando, they set off. I can't remember one of the parks. might have been Universal. One of the big theme parks, right? They set, they opened that up, and the only patrons that night were people from the conference. Yeah. But my problem was I was too scared to go on any of the rides. One of the rides was we take you up in an elevator, and then we drop you like free fall. Who the hell wants to do that? With, with your, with your, work, with your uh, people that you work with, what if you threw up on somebody? <laughs> Exactly. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby threw up on me. Okay, Mary, <laughs> shut up. It was a if, one-time thing. If you know, if you're with people that you work with, you don't want them to see you break down in tears yes. on a ride. <laughs> I'm a scared. Yeah, I'm a scared. I, I think you're labeled <laughs> like that for the rest. Of the, these are the stories that go at the the water cooler for the rest. Exactly. Of the it can backfire. It can backfire. You know, backfire. You have to get a new job. This would be our luck. Actually, I went once to a uh, of a company in actually it was in Atlanta. Yes, I went to the company. We were checking out the company, and we went to their you know cafeteria for lunch. So, so I said, "Excuse me, I just have to go to the men's room." So he goes, "Okay, after lunch, we'll we'll do a tour." Okay, so I go to the men's room. I come out. Everybody was gone. They went on a tour without me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I get there. I was the first one there in the conference room. And they're sitting, and they all come in and go, where were you? I said, you left me at the men's room. <laughs> did it ever, did, did it ever, like, give you an idea to go back and get him? I was not in the tour? Am I that insignificant that I was not part of the tour? <laughs> when did you guys realize he wasn't there? <laughs> really? 12 minutes later? Oh, where's Bobby Joe? You know, hey, anybody see him? 
That's smarts. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what the, the you know what the moral of the story is: don't ever go to the bathroom when you with outside in vendors' places. Yeah, that is the moral of the story. Yep. I I feel a need for a special effect. We haven't heard one in a while. Let me try this one. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> That's a bomb. <laughs> Sounds like my trip going over to London. It's a bomb. It's appropriate for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you better do a good job at editing this one. <laughs> well, you know, it's pretty interesting to me that this this topic of business travel, we talked very little about business. You know, there's very rarely any business that goes on. But that's exactly right. It's just, it's a, well, it's a lot more about the travel and about socializing and whatever it is. Like you said, they throw the parties and so forth. So, But often it would intrigue me about these trips and how loose these people were. And they were all hitting on each other. And these are all married people hitting on each other and people that they know, cohorts and so forth. And I guess it's all the alcohol talking, you know? Yes. It was really, some of that was weird stuff. A lot of crap goes on in those things that we're not aware of. The worst thing that can happen to you, I think, in one of these things is you drop dead in your room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would be the worst thing. <laughs> you nailed and it. That, I know someone that that happened to. Really? He was on a trip in Chicago, and they found him dead in his room. Oh, no, nothing, you know, nothing suspicious or anything. He had a heart attack in his room. Oh, it wasn't in the prison hotel, was it? It might have been. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Johnny stayed at the prison hotel. <laughs> well, thanks, everybody, for listening again. And um, we're on Facebook. We are on iTunes. Check out. Oh, and by the way, I don't know if you saw it, but I put a spiffy new graphic on our Podbean page. Did you see that? I don't even listen to the podcast. Are you serious? <laughs> you, you, you haven't been. Oh. <laughs> Why should I listen? I already spoke it. <laughs> that says it all, folks. That, says, that it all, folks. says it all. All right. Take it easy, everybody. Have a good one. We'll be back soon. Hopefully. <laughs>